once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the C-Squared podcast with Corey and Curtis. We are here duo today, just us, no guest. It's going to be mayhem because, well, it's me and freaking Curtis. When is it not mayhem? Seriously, follow us on Twitter. It's always mayhem. (laughs) So I'm going to go into the topic straight away. Okay. Yeah, today's theme is going to be listen to your your publicist uh, because if you don't, you will be done fucked up. Would that be right? You done fucked up? Is that how the Americans say it? It depends on where you're from, but yeah, I do occasionally say you done fucked up. You done fucked up. So the reason why I'm saying this is because some bands will work. Um, well, Corinna hasn't been doing this quite as long as I have, but she has had the experience as well, where she will tell a band to do something, and they won't do it, or they won't do it in full, and they don't get the results and then they complain and they wonder why they're not getting as far as other people. But so Corey, I'm back to calling Corey again. Um, Corey, Corinne, I am the same person. It, it Just call me whatever you, I don't care anymore. Okay. Hey, you with the face. It's, it all works. Sea dog. Sea dog. Yes. That is my new name. Sea dog. Sea dog. So Corey, Corey, Corey started working with two bands uh, prior to working with me. One was Ligature Marks, the other one Kiaville. Um, both, and she's mainly focused, been focusing on a Kiaville because they had a new release coming up. Uh, Ligature Marks only had a video coming up, um, but she's kind of—I wouldn't call her like, you know, a dominant manager, but she's very direct in what she wants and what what she needs from people. So. Um, Akiaville, before they started working with her, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, didn't have any management. They didn't have any publicity working with them. Uh, they didn't have a label. They, they had, were... so they had a short-term manager who was one of those pay by the month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. ones we say run from, they had yeah. one of those who right. collected three months of her monthly fee and then didn't deliver any results. So that's about as a, as help how much that's about as much help as they've gotten okay so Corey comes along Corey's got no experience but she's got a lot of willingness she's got 10 years background in marketing she knows how to make a web store she knows how to do social media she knows how to do sales uh she knows management uh but she hasn't really done any of this in music yet other than doing metal injection she (laughs) takes on and uh she basically she starts acting like a boss, like she should be, because she's for lack of a better word, right? Um, we're a team, but yeah, I definitely steer them in the right direction. She, she, she's the captain of the ship, in other words. So basically, once she started, she started doing this, and um, to my understanding, the band did not resist heavily, correct, at first? So really, they only resisted my help at first first but that was my help as a whole um but for the most part they've kind of just trusted me to to do what was right obviously there's been some you know a little bit of headbutting disagreeing on opinions but I mean I have data on my side (laughs) yeah 
we'll get into that in a minute, but just hold on. So just the very yeah. first part, you, you volunteered to help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got weirded out, but then they finally agreed. This is basically mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. And um, so you got in there and you, and you basically started doing stuff for them. They started mm-hmm. what you did was working and getting them results. And as a res- and since that time, they basically, if you ask them to do something or tell them to do something, as a general rule, they do they it. They do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to point out. So can you get, go over some of the stats that Akiaville has had uh, since the uh, boss has been in control of the ship and and steering them in the right direction? I guess is the right word we're looking for. I'm trying not to make you sound like a meanie, even 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 though you know we uh, all know. I'm not mean. I, I'm just, I'm firm. I'm not mean. There's a difference. There is a difference. Um, but no, since their last video dropped, um, they've gotten almost 19,000 views on their most recent video, which is about 18,000 more views they would have than their previous releases. Okay. Um, along with like, you know, 55 new new subscribers their spotify has grown the listeners have increased by 149 percent and the streams by 130 percent and um i mean their social media has grown as well Uh, i mean it's it's all been pretty quick how much it's grown okay so and then pre-sales as well Mm -hmm. uh it's 120 cds 65 vinyl yeah, 120 CDs, 65 vinyl, and um, four CDs. But we just added that like yesterday. Okay. Um, is your cat? Is your cat like whacking up against something? I can hear something really weird that sounds like a cat tail. Is that yeah. what I hearing? No. You're hearing me click as oh, I am pulling up more stats because. <laughs> um, cat. No, you're hearing me click. No, okay. but their engagement has increased by 110 percent on. Uh, just just Facebook. That's the one I just pulled up. So there's another stat for you. Back up one second here. So, but the sales from their last album was something like, wasn't it 300 total for the entire year? Yeah, 300 total for the entire year. And we're about to 200 for this album. And it has, it's not even out yet. We still have two, two weeks. More, yeah, still two, two more, more weeks. weeks. So most likely what's going to happen is by the time uh, the album releases, it will have surpassed the sales of the previous album mm-hmm. cumulative okay so where am i going with this here so you gotta so this is all just because of the fact that Corey, i'm tooting your horn right now <laughs> is knows what she's doing when it comes to marketing the band was smart enough to recognize the fact that she knows what she's doing so mm-hmm. since that time now they basically if, if you give a suggestion or an order however you want to call it um they generally just put it into practice, correct? Yes. Okay. So now how have you seen, no, so I know you ha- haven't had too much experience with other bands, but how has working with them been different than other bands that you've noticed in that regards? So other bands that I've noticed, they'll, and it's not always, it's not like necessarily ones I've worked with, just ones that I know in general, yeah. they, um, they resist the advice. There's a lot of people that, especially if they've been around for a little bit, um, they don't listen and they think that they know everything about the music industry because they've been in it for so long. And 
you know, my whole thought is, well, you've been in it this, this long. Why aren't you James Hetfield yet? Yep. Clearly you don't know everything that there is to know. And I, I mean, I don't know everything there is to know. Um, um, but yeah, or, or they're too afraid to try something that's out of their comfort zone. Cause that's something that I've run into with, I mean, even a Kievel, there are situations where they don't necessarily fully understand the concept that I'm going for. And they're a little afraid to try it, but mm-hmm they got to the point where they, they trust me and they're like, okay, if you say that this is a good idea, we should try it. We'll try it. And I mean, like slay at home. That was a a prime example right there of, you know, originally they were like, well, I mean, they didn't really understand the whole, the whole concept of slay at home. And they're like, well, I guess, you know what, they've got a big audience. We'll try it. And it, it knocked, I mean, it, it, it knocked them so far forward that they ended up selling out of their previous album, all of the copies that they hadn't sold the previous year. That's awesome. Yeah. So wait, wait, back up there. So you also increased the sales of the earlier one. Mm -hmm. Oh, on top of that, just wanted to point that. Yes. We, um, so it's on reorder now, but we've actually sold copies of the vinyl that we still have. We haven't sold any more copies of the CD because they're sold out, but we've also sold digital copies on Bandcamp. So. So you, so just by doing doing a few actions with you, they sold mm-hmm. they more copies of the earlier one. They're mm-hmm. almost uh, outsell outsell their last album this time before release, and they've gone up in YouTube, Spotify. I don't know about Facebook, Facebook. Insta. Yep, Facebook, Instagram. All of them are growing. Okay, so again, this is just from listening. So why? Okay, so now if you ran into a band that was resisting what what you told them to do when you were working with them how would you handle it I know how you'd handle it usually I come at them with data of why something is a good idea um uh, yeah examples are here's a resistant uh I've gotten some resistance on some of Akia Bell's videos like the suggestions that I make on their videos some people really like to have long intros I think long intros are a really bad plan, especially if a band is new. You're just going to want to get to the point when you're still trying to draw people in. So there was some disagreement there um, between me and certain people in the band. So what I did was I pulled up their YouTube stats and I'm like, okay, on this video, this video, and this video, you lost half of your viewers before the music even started. On this most recent video, where we didn't have the intro, where you listened to me and cut the intro, you still had 95% of your viewers at the same exact point. You had already lost 50% on the previous videos. Yep. So data, that's That's how I do. So, okay. So something that I don't have data to back up, usually I just push and say, just try it once. If it doesn't work, we don't ever have to do it again. And you can laugh at me and tell me that I'm wrong or kick me in the shin. I don't care. But just at least try some of the suggestions because the worst thing you can do is nothing. I agree. Uh, That actually leads into the next thing I was going to talk about really quickly is uh, what happens if a band does do what you say and it tanks? So what what do you do in that case? Or what we learn from it? That's the whole point. We learn from it. That you learn from. Give me an example. Like how would how would you handle that? Let's Honestly, see. I my I haven't had a really bad tank 
Okay. So my ideas haven't really tanked really bad. I've gotten really lucky in that respect. Okay. But I mean, in my day job, because I, I do marketing in my day job, there have been times where I've tried an ad strategy that didn't work. And obviously that's, it's still valuable data to then regroup. And now you know what your audience doesn't like, go yep. find the things that they do. So everything yep. is a learning opportunity. You can just, it's all valuable data, even things that don't work. Here's yeah. one, one of my earliest Spotify ads. I targeted big bands, Ooh. really bad plan yep. because you will not maximize your budget. You need to focus on smaller niche bands that are very related to the current band that you're doing. I learned that one the hard way, but I learned and I regrouped and it was fine. Cool. Okay. So let's say that a key, let's say you tell a Kiaville to do something um, and it, like in regards to video targeting, uh, it totally tanks. You just learn. And then what you just, you learn and try again next time. That's so that's like the very essence of marketing, honestly, is you have to try things. Some things are going to work. Some things aren't going to work, but yep. you have to learn what doesn't work to learn what does work. And if you yep. do find something that does work, you can stick with it and build on it. Yep. 100%. Okay. So what about in regards to sales? How would that apply? All these things that you're saying. So if you notice, like you have a whole lot of videos or a, a whole lot of views, a whole lot of traffic, but you're not making sales, yep. go through your sales process as if you were a customer, hey, as we if you were a fan. Yeah. And identify all the pain points, write down how many steps it takes you to get from, oh, I like this band to, okay, I've now purchased all of this and yep. reduce the number of steps. You can sit there and you can learn just by acting like you're the customer and going through the process that they go to go through. Yep. We did it last week. We did that last week. We mm -hmm. last week. Something um, wasn't working and we, we identified the pain points. Yeah. And we both, both. Both of us didn't mm -hmm. catch the first time too. I want to point out yeah. both this for a long time. Okay. So, okay. So then you fix, so you do what your manager tells you, you do what your publicist tells you. So now if you're not getting results after doing what your manager or your publicist tells you consistently, what would you say would be the best course of action in that case? Oh, geez. If you're not getting good. Huh? I'd want to fire them, but I, I want to hear what you got to say. Honestly, if what they're telling you to do isn't getting you results, then yes. Yeah. It's either them or it's you. Yeah. So that's the whole, the whole thing. If you've worked with multiple people and you're not getting results, it's you. 100%. If you've worked with one person and you're not getting results, you can always try another person. And yep. if you still don't get results, it's you. Yeah, there's something about I, your sound. There's something about your image. There's just something that isn't clicking with the audience or you're targeting the wrong audience entirely. Like if also, you're, if you're in your fifties playing, you know, sludge metal or whatever, and you're trying to target 14 year olds, there's a disconnect there. You're not going to get yeah. the young fans. Yeah. So make sure you're targeting the right people first. And then, you know, Find somebody who fits with you because not everybody you work with is going to be a fit. Not this everybody you try is going to be a fit. Yeah, this There's is true. People who probably think I'm an asshole. So I, 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 I don't. Maybe, maybe. There's, there's probably people who think I'm an asshole. I know that there's at least vendors 
who I've worked with who think I'm an asshole. But <laughs> no. So, okay. So then how would you kind of determine? Okay. So you, I guess you kind of answered this question. So mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. Like if I see a band comes to me that they want PR and they've already been with two or three different publicists mm -hmm. and they all sucked, I kind of go, good away from me. I don't want anything to do with you because 99% of the time that means it's a problem with the band or there's like some other issue that I don't want to be involved with you. Sometimes it's like, it's a crazy band member or they're just too much drama or something like that. Mm -hmm. So how would you as a manager be able to identify whether the band that's approaching you that hasn't been getting results is the problem or if it's the past people they've worked. I want to hear your method if you have one. I would dig into their past as much as I could. Explain. I'd look in, I'd look at their socials probably okay. for the past few years, just okay. to see what people are saying, if people are interacting with them, because that is something that the bands all have control over. Not the manager, not the public, not the publicist. Usually they have complete control over their socials. Mm -hmm. So if their socials are weak, it means that they're not doing something right. And it's not just the publicist. It's not just the manager. There's something missing there because that's an area where even if they have a bad manager or they have a bad publicist, they can still try things to make themselves shine. I agree. What, what other areas other than social media? I, I can think of a few. I just want to hear the Corinne version. A lot of it would be personality, whether or not they, you know, their vibe or whatever you want to call it comes yep. off as like, are these guys dicks? Are they talking to me in a respectful way? Yep. Um, are they being condescending? If I get any of those kind of personality red flags, then obviously I'm not going to work with those kind of people. Um, those would be probably my first two things that I would look at. What would you look at? I would look at, well, a lot of times if someone come, comes up to me and all they got is all the bad things that happened to them, the band, yeah. and like how, the, how they've had all these unfair breaks and like they'll name like six or seven people that were awful to them. Uh, and they'll just complain, complain, complain. That's one of the personality red flags. That's, yeah, that's um, definitely one of them. Where yeah. everything is everybody else's fault. Yeah, or um, they've been dropped by multiple labels is another one. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to assume that people reaching out to me have never been signed. That's my, <laughs> but. Well, it can happen though too, right? Like I worked with the band. I mean, there, there are, there's also with any of these rules, there are always the exceptions. Um, I did work with a band about two years ago that had been dropped by multiple labels because the guy, the main guy, the main contact point, he's hard to get along with. Like he's really fucking hard to get along with for most people, but he's a brilliant musician. They're easy to get coverage with and everything like that. It is so easy to do. But, um, you know, the thing was that nobody wanted to work with him. So it was kind of like I had to make a judgment call whether I wanted to try it or not. And I did, and it worked out fine. But again, it was a personality fault with him mm -hmm. in general, right? But it was nothing to do with the band. Um, so that's one, one, one thing that you want to kind of look out for is whether or not they are, you know, they're an asshole or if they had a lot of labels dropping them or something like that, right? Um, another thing too, just with the personality aspect of things is like, do they communicate? That's mm -hmm. like a key. Um, do they answer emails? Do they take two weeks to answer an email, uh, you know, consistently, or is it just every once in a while that they do that? Sometimes people miss emails. Um, what else would you say for personality? There's a whole bunch. Yeah. The communication one is such a big thing. Um, yeah. 
not just do they answer questions like do they answer time in a timely way it's do they answer the freaking question that you're being yes. asked yes like yeah like like if they just end up answering you know vague yep. one word things and then start skipping portions of the question yeah or um yeah those kind of things it just no yeah, that's not going to be somebody that I'm going to work with because they're going to be a pain in the ass and they're going to expect me to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, well, there's there are bands that will do that. Like you said, they'll answer quite quickly, but they won't actually answer. answer. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, yes or no, I'll get to this later. And then you don't hear anything back. And you're like, hey, what's going on? And then they answer right away. I'm getting to this later. And you're like, okay, it's been three days, though. I don't know what you want me to do or when I'm getting this thing. Um, and then the other thing, just on the communication aspect too, is also um, the tone level of the communication. Like, is it, are they always like antagonistic? Are they, you know- Condescending are, is usually yeah. the one that I get. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a, I don't know what, what it is, but that's usually the one that I get is condescension rather than, you know, any kind of antagonistic or anything like that. It's just people talking down. Yeah. yeah. Do people do that to you a lot? Really? Oh, a lot. A lot, really? a lot. Yeah. Really? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, do I ever do I do that? I don't do that. No, do you I? don't do that. Okay. You yeah. don't do that. And okay. the bands that I've worked with personally, they don't do that. But okay. there are definitely people that do do that. And you know right. some of them. So <laughs> interesting. Okay. I'll have to ask you once we're done this. Who who, who exactly refer I probably know, but anyways. Okay. So condescending is another one. So what else would what else would be some personality red flags we need to go over? probably like uh oh i know one right here so oh. it's not not just the tone of the email but like are they one of those type is are they one of those type of bands that are always calling you know oh. what i mean they hands held a lot yeah yeah that that can be difficult i mean i will i'll do it to a point but okay. if it's you know, every day I have to be on the phone with you for three hours to go over a single Facebook post before you actually pay, post something, yeah. then it's, you're not ready for any of this. If you yeah. can't be able to handle your own shit sometimes. Yeah. Because not even a label will hold your hand. Eh, some, but not that, not that, but not quite that, that much. Not that was. level. No, <clears throat> but I mean, I've had bands that wanted to call me like virtually like all the fucking time. And it's like when it starts out that way and they're like, can I call you? And then I let them call me and then they want to call me again. And then they want to call me again. And they want to call me again. And they want to call me again. <clears throat> out. No more. No, thank you. Um, okay. So we went over the personality traits that need to be in place. So what are the positive ones that you would, you would be looking for in a man? Not the negative ones, but the positive ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the first thing is the quality of what they're putting out. So the thing... What? Music wise, videos wise, the thing that really blew me away about Akia Vell is they're small, but they put a lot of emphasis on quality yeah. um, of their sound and of their videos and everything. So, <laughs> I, well, okay, first of all, it's got to be something that I like. If it's yep. going to be somebody that I'm going to take on as a management client, if, if I don't dig your sound, even if it is quality, if I don't dig it, I won't be able to put the level of passion necessary to elevate your career. And I'm that's just my but okay that's that's my personal quirk i have yeah. to and i like most things it would have to be something really really just off the wall for me to not like it but even then i love mora prokaza i don't know if you know who they are yeah no it's 
I'll have to show it to you. It's weird. And I absolutely love it. So, I mean, chances are I'll like your sound, but then it goes into quality. Um, Communication obviously has to be top notch, but also the level of effort that they're putting in. Are they putting out one song a year or are they putting out an album? And then, you know, a couple of years later, they're putting out another album or, you know, it's, are they being consistent with what they're creating? Are they actually working hard at their own career to the point where I'll have more of a partnership rather than me babysitting a band? That's key. Mm-hmm. And it's the partnership versus the babysitting because there, there's always a difference when the band is invested in it themselves versus just exactly. expecting for them. Um, Because that's one key thing that I noticed about Akiaville, at least, is that they seem to at least be invested in doing what it takes. They are. Yeah, there's a lot of bands I work with. It's just they want to get PR done just to look Mm -hmm. cool. They don't care about making sales, nothing like that. The campaigns Mm -hmm. always go okay. It's nothing spectacular just because they're not putting the push into it. So um, how would you kind of be able to tell, do you think, if the band is going to do that push in advance? Usually by how consistent they've been. I mean, Akiavel was new. They'd only had one album, but so I was consistently communicating with them prior to being their manager. Um, They all, so I covered one of their first videos for Metal Injection as part of one of my underground roundups. I randomly stumbled across them on YouTube. Even though they didn't have PR, they reached out to me for all of their subsequent releases to make sure that I got it so that they could potentially get coverage. They consistently tried to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Granted, they weren't doing the best at it because they just had too much, they have too much on their plate mm-hmm. and they don't have the guidance or really the marketing know how to do any of this. Mm-hmm. So that's when I stepped in, but they still tried. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very apparent by, you know, how often they're posting or how often they're putting something out or trying something new. Even if they had nothing to post, there would be, you know, even just crappy cell phone video guitar playthroughs. They were doing something. They were trying. They were trying. Okay. So now we're going to turn, we're going to turn this into one more thing, actually, before I ask this question. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So if you see a band that's trying now, how do you kind of determine whether they are the correct fit, even though they're trying and they have a good sound, if you get what I mean? Do you, under, do you, know, do you know what I'm saying? Like a good fit for me personally? Yeah, like how would you kind of figure out if it was a good fit for you personally? Well, one, I'm still, still super new at this, so um, there's that. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> but honestly, it would probably come down to whether or not I mesh with them personally. Um, if there are people that I, I could see myself working with closely, because I talk to Akiavel all day, every day. Yeah, I have to. They have to be somebody that I mesh with, and okay. it's. I mean, I talk to them more than I talk to my own family. It's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so mesh. So the mesh thing. So you, you kind of want to feel them out first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're going to switch 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 it kind of over to you just for a brief period, and then we're going to talk about the PDF. Um, so now what sort of, what kind of qualities do you think you personally have or had that made you a good fit for the band? So one of the biggest ones is I have a really long background in ads management. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've already learned quite a bit that I could apply to a Kiavel. Um, there's also a lot of areas where I could have been, or, and I was a cost savings for them so that they could invest in other areas that would get them more traction. You uh, them like, huh? You saved like them 10 like, grand. Oh, 10 K was it? Yeah. I've saved them like 10 grand. Um, cause I, I was able to build their website and set up their e-commerce. I did the graphic design for their album mm-hmm. and all of their merch, um, getting it ready for, I mean, I didn't do the illustrations, but there's still graphic design that had to go into all of that. Um, So getting it all ready for the print on demand for season of mist. And then obviously networking like a motherfucker. Um, (laughs) Yes. To get them what I lack um, from people who had it already. So those are the area. And I mean, I have a really long background in social media management. I manage metal injection socials and they're huge. So, I mean, I generally know what works and what doesn't on social media, um, that kind of stuff, areas where they could get more viewers, more fans, more sales. I have a, a long background in marketing and sales. Yeah. And you, and you do quite, and you do quite well with them. You, you've done a phenomenal job because you've taken <laughs> nothing to something, which is good. Well, let's hope I can continue that. That's the whole point. I hope I do. I we, hope I do. We will. We will. We will. So uh, anything else you want to say about Akiaville before we go into the next subject? Well, or obviously now? their new album is out on twenty the, the 23rd. So people should keep their eyes peeled for that. <laughs> I'm going to shamelessly plug right now. Well, that's fine. Go ahead and shamelessly this plug. Is, this is my podcast. I'm plugging things. <laughs> well, there's, oh, there's also a new single coming out on Monday. Don't forget. Yeah, there's a new single coming out on Monday. The album mm. drops on the 23rd. There's a whole lot more coming up for the next like four months. There's something every month for the next year. No, oh, now that's true. That's true. But at yeah. least for the next four months, there's something coming up for the next year. Okay, for the next year. For the next six years, there's something coming up. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to go that far quite yet. Um, okay, <laughs> next thing we're going to talk about. Um, no, but in seriousness, you do have you do have a plan for the next year, and it and it's I solid. Do. You have a solid plan for the next year. That is one more thing, actually, we should take up super quick is that you should also be thinking your marketing in terms of years or months mm-hmm. versus um, a short period of time. Can you briefly go over that before we talk about the PDF? Because I think that's important. Yeah, especially for smaller bands, the <clears> longer <throat> you can stretch out your promo period, the better, even mm-hmm. if it's, you know, some of it's before and some of it's after your album comes out, which is what yep. I'm doing with the Kiavel. Yep. Because Akia Bell's album is coming out sandwiched between two major releases that I'm competing against. And obviously I'm going to lose competing directly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be able to outperform those two particular releases. No. Um, but I am going to be able to piggyback on them by targeting their audiences with yep. ad placements. Cause I know those channels are going to have major traffic. Yep. And I'm also going to continue to like, we, we shuffled around the video promo schedule and all yep. sorts of things to extend the promo after the album is released because it's coming out in April and we've still got things planned out to August. Yep. So the longer you can stretch it out means the more times people are going to see your name, the more times you're going to pop up and the more likely people are to remember you rather than squishing it all into one month or two yep. weeks or whatever 
and then not doing anything for the next year. Yeah, because one thing that a lot of bands will do is they'll have a lot of content, but then they'll do what you said is they'll just kind of mm-hmm. sandwich it all into this little tight little chunk. Mm-hmm. But and you'll I, see it, you'll see a massive peak in your traffic. It'll go like this, it'll go way, way up, and yep. then it'll drop right back down because you like instead of keeping it a consistent level like this, yeah. you've done everything all at once and then it just goes away. And my arm is disappearing. I, I keep like noticing traffic will. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So just as a marketer, it does that normally work to kind of extend it or do people get kind of burned out just out of curiosity? No, I mean, it works to extend it. Look at every other, look at every business on the planet. Yeah. Does anyone actually only promote during their high sales period? Uh, here's a, here's a prime example. Hallmark. Yeah. All of their sales are at Christmas time. Do yeah. they only have ads at Christmas time? Absolutely not. Nope. So look at, look at how everybody operates in not just music, but yeah. everybody is always doing something to continue to promote themselves throughout the year. Yeah. 100%. And it is kind of weird that bands don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Final words on that before we move on to the PDF? No, I think I, I'm good. Do you have any final? You probably have one more final question. Uh, I, I could, I guess. Let's think of a final <laughs> question. Um, I know you. You always have one more question. I'll, I'll probably come to one later. I don't have one right now. Oh, I am surprised. I have one right now. I'm, I'm sorry. Honestly, I, I'm a little, are you okay? I'm, I'm a little this. uncomfortable. I am a little I, uncomfortable with your I, lack of question. I, I don't, I don't have another question right now. I want to talk. <laughs> Let's okay, talk. let's talk about the PDF. So uh, last night, or what was it, two days, no, three days ago? Um, okay, so we made up a social media program uh, to help bands hopefully triple their social media. Uh, and we did for Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, I believe is what it was. Yep. So wrote it up, 10 pages long. Uh, Corinne helped with it. Um, I did the initial writing and the whole, but the whole, but the whole purpose of it was we did this for Ikeaville. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we did this for Ikeaville was because of the fact um, their Facebook's good, decent, and it's okay. Uh, their Twitter and Instagram isn't quite that good. Uh, but we're trying to get, well, Corinne, I keep saying we, but it's Corinne, is trying to get them signed to a major label at some point. In order to get them signed to a major label at some point, they're going to have to have the socials to back it up, not just the PR, not just the sales. So we were kind of figuring out, okay, so what can we do? So we made up a program, lasts about 30 days, but you keep repeating it. And it's got actions that you take on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram to basically triple your followers. At least I think it will. Mm -hmm. You, You think it will too, I do. As long as you people, as long as people are consistent in how they apply all of the steps, then yes, it yes. should. I, yeah. I've done something similar in my day job, and it does work extremely well. Yeah. So the, the so Corinne gave ideas. She co she co basically co-authored it. We'll say because uh, you co-checked it. You made sure it was all kosher. Um, Jesse made did the copyright. I'm gonna I'm gonna give some shout outs here. Jesse made the copy editing, sorry, and Aaliyah Day, was making sure they had the right right name for her, because she's got two. Uh, Aaliyah helped with uh, beautifying it and making it look all pretty, and now it's actually a checklist. Just did it revised. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, so anyways, where was I going with this? Ah, I know where I was going with it. So basically what it starts off with is that it teaches you how to optimize each one of your social mediums 
and it makes it so that way all of your profiles look pretty. Uh, they have all the right of contact information on it. Um, it looks professional. Um, if a booker ever wanted to get in touch with you, they'd know how to get in touch with you. If a publicist wanted to know how to get in touch with you, they'd know how to get in touch with you. Anybody, they know how to get in touch with you. Then after that, it gives you a detailed breakdown of the exact steps you need to do to get followers and engagement and to basically, I think you can create sales by doing this too, personally. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's kind of what I think about it. Um, well, obviously, the more followers and the more engagement you have, naturally, sales will follow. Agreed. Um, but here's the key point. This does the whole thing organically. This has nothing to do with ads. So right now, we're selling this PDF for $15 just for the next uh, few days till Wednesday, I think is what I said. And then after that, we're going to be selling it for 30 bucks. Um, I do not have a link purchase this right now because I do not want to sell it, sell it broadly yet. So if you want a copy of it, you got to DM me or email me by looking at the uh, links in the show note. Uh, you ask one of us for it, we'll send you an invoice for $15. Otherwise, you got to wait till next week and we get the lead page set up and you can just buy it for 30 bucks. Uh, but some of the feedback we've already gotten from it, uh, Julio Ray, for example, has uh, has already looked at it and he said that he thinks it's phenomenal. So has Gaia. Gaia actually is alive with me today. I don't know if I told you about this, but she, she has now already increased her, I think it was her Instagram engagement and reach just by starting this profile thing, or not profile, starting this program today. Mm -hmm. And I and we're going to check her in 30 days to see what her stats are like. And I, but I think that they're all going to increase. As, anyways, yeah, I think it's going to increase. What else do we want to talk about with the people? No, just follow it. Seriously, follow buy it, buy it, follow it, read it like your Bible. It is your yeah, social media I, Bible. I think so. What do you think? What do you think is going to be the key part of the program that will get people results out of curiosity? The biggest thing is going to be consistency. That is where yeah. most people fall off is they'll get, they'll be gung-ho for it for about a week and then yeah. they get burned out and they stop doing things and everything just falls away. And you yeah. can't do that when it comes to social media. Consistency is king. Yeah. Um, how much time per day do you think a person would need to do it? I, I'd say about an hour. Yeah. A minimum of an hour. If you yeah. have a ton of comments and stuff, make sure you're replying to everybody's comments and saying, yep. thank you. When people share your content. Yep. Um, so if you have a ton of those, it could be longer, but a minimum of an hour. Yeah, I agree. I, and, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't be very hard for anybody to do. It's pretty uh, easily laid out, I think. And the steps, I think if you do them in sequence and you don't jump around, I think that you'll start to get a lot of results pretty quick. Um, I think that's all we got for today. What, do you got anything else? I think else? that's all we've got for today, too. Cool. Unless you have one final question. I actually don't have a final question tonight. It makes me really uncomfortable. I, I, I do have something to ask you when we get off, but I do okay. not have a final question. Party on, Corey. <laughs> Party on, Curtis. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.